This podcast was funded in part by the UK Arts Council. Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood and each week I'll be chatting with different musical artists who have spent some time in prison. During the time each guest spent incarcerated, they all took part in workshops run by In-House Records. In-House Records being the world's only prison-run record label, which is out there discovering and developing new talent throughout prisons in the southeast of England. This week's interview is with an artist known as Magic, uh, who I've not met before, but we had a great chat about all things creative, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Magic. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So this tune that we're listening to right now, tell me the name of it and uh, and where that's coming from. Uh, Moroccan magic. Um, I call her Moroccan magic. Yeah. Gift her with jewels and diamonds. I wrote that last summer. Um, I was in conversations with a Moroccan guy at the time. Was getting kind of close, chilling, and we used to get bar, getting to know each other. And she just kind of influenced that song. Um, okay, so it's a bit of a love song, bit of a bit of a a kind of relationship number. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a girly song. Most of my so, most of my songs are girly songs. What dedicate the girls or written off of some what? form of feeling or emotion. Okay. So when you're saying girly song, you mean that it's uh, you're singing to a woman? No, nah, not directly to a woman, but it is. It's a re- it's a relatable song. When I write a song, I think of the relatable factor. When I wrote Moroccan Magic, there's a lot of guys out there that are seeing or in relationships with Moroccan girls, and it's just it was just one of those ones where I thought of okay. So tell me about the name Magic. Was was Magic your given name, or is that a uh, your artist name? That's my artist name. Okay. So um, what, what is your real name, Magic? My real name is Matthew. I don't go by it. MJ Mafia or Mafia before. Some people might know me as the name of Knights or 187 Knights from when I used to be in gangs growing up. But um, the name Magic, the people just means knowledge. Well, someone needs to be preaching some knowledge out there. People have lost their ways. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people have lost their way? Through the music, media, celebrities, people of influence, they make people value things that they shouldn't value. So they tend to look at what other people have got and try to work towards that. And try to work towards other people's values. So everyone sees the musician and they see the life that the musician 
portrays and they think oh I want that but people don't realise behind that music name you don't know what goes on in my private life so you don't know who my, that artist really is your favourite artist really is yeah how they're living or how they're portraying their living sometimes ain't necessarily how they're actually really living it's just all for show it's because of they have to keep up that persona because of that's what they show in their music so when did you um get together with the in-house lot magic when did you first become aware of them it was 2018 and I was in HMP ISIS um, Jude and a fellow of his a couple of his colleagues came in for a Q&A session and I happened to be at the Q&A session um, but unfortunately I weren't able to be on the course aside the job um, I was up for release coming up shortly so you know point so I started working with in house when I came out of jail oh that's um, interesting so what you didn't actually um, you didn't do in house whilst you were inside only when mm, you got out nah yeah I didn't graduate off of the in house course inside I came out and hooked on as an artist so they must have made quite an impression on you uh, just in that that single meeting then that you thought I'd like to check them out when I when I leave here um, well, I just let's say started songwriting seriously at that point. I've always doodled here and there, right? Like little bars, whatnot, and whatnot, and whatnot. But the songs that I'd sit down and started writing were more pop, radio, ready, hip hop, R&B type like songs. I took it away from what I grew up in, all the gangster stuff. And in my head, I thought there's ever so much you could ever with music like that that could ever get, get you ever so much money and if you was going to take music seriously and it's a passion why don't you just do the music that your heart wants you to do been on the road since a very young age in and out of jail since a very young age um, I don't need to promote that lifestyle people know what I've won I'm on people know what I've been through people know what I've done I don't need to put that out in music to influence the younger kids to go off and do the same thing like it's like I'm glorifying it. So how long did you spend in ISIS when you were there? I was there for a year. Okay. Before ISIS, I was in HMP Wayland for just over a year. And before that, I was in Scrubs for about a year. Okay, was that all on the same charge or was that separate? separate yeah, all, all on the same sentence. Okay. Because obviously a lot of the people listening to this are going to be listening from the inside, right? Mm. And I'm interested in this relationship between, you know, what creativity or being creative, actually producing something, the potential of that to help you when you're in confinement like that. Because, I mean, it's a mental battle, I'd imagine, um, when you're in there, you know, trying to keep your shit together. H how important is being creative, do you think, when you're in that space? You know what, um... You see, what a lot of people don't realise, especially once in a draw, you see our brains, our brains are so powerful, yeah. Um, I read a lot of books in draw, I'm not going to lie, I read a lot of books and tried to do a lot of courses and so I studied in psychology because I wanted to know how my own mind works and people thought it was nerdish and they wanted to go to gym to look buff 
for girls when they come out on the road. But then I wanted to go seek knowledge. And this knowledge basically showed me is that anything that I dream, you know, I could bring to life. Half of these songs that I wrote, American Magic, I wrote in my sleep. I had the beats on repeat while I, while I was going to sleep. I dreamt it. I visualized the song. And I woke up and I turned the visualization into words and those words into a poem and a poems into a song. No, um, I could be listening to an instrumental for a week, two weeks, three weeks, just on repeat, before I actually take to it. And within that time of listening to that one instrumental, I'm already writing to other songs, so I'm switching back and forth to other songs that I'm already currently, currently writing to. But until I've initially dreamt that feeling for that song and started that song, that song will just be on repeat listening. But for me, I have to sleep to a tune and think, okay, how does this tune make me feel? What does it make me want to write about? Um, how does it make me want to express stuff? Sometimes I think of how could I play with words or how could I mix with, mix with my flow? Or how could I go from sing rap into rap or into singing? Magic, from Cuban chokers to Gucci links I even went and brought you them Louis Hills You remember that ring that you wanted I hit the trap house and went out and I got it I even flew you home to the motherland And spent a week with you in the sun and sand And turned our plans into memories And them same memories back into plans I mean, I have this relationship with songs. When a when a song, especially lyrical content, when it really gets me, it's as if it's talking to my subconscious, right? I didn't know until I heard that that I was uh, that that was a thought that I had, or that's a feeling I needed to express. This is the magic of music, yeah. And the magic of music is you could be there with a group of your friends, listening to drill or some gangster gang banging trap music or da 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 and then you lot say oh you know what the music could influence to go out and commit a crime ride out on your ops da 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 get proper gassed up that you lot jump in your dinger with your rambles and zombie knives and go touring on an op block yeah or a music could, you could be sit sit there listen with your girl listening to a love song you know what I'm saying or you could be listening to a song that can make you cry or make you feel happy when you're sad. I just think that artists, it's more artists need to think more on the content of music that they choose to put out to their listeners. Because it's the artists that doesn't that need to realise that it's the music that is more influential, it's not the listeners. Yeah. Do you remember a time uh, when you were younger, when music first uh, announced itself as something important, that it wanted to be important in your life, is there a um, a song or a music video just... or an artist? No, I was always in, involved in music growing up. I used to play um, Pistol Pants from a very young age. A great teacher called Dexter. He showed me the ropes, taught me the notes, and I got to an age at one point where I was just taking equipment home and just making music, writing notes, so forth and so forth and so on. I've always been creative in music. I'd never thought that I could be doing music with an independent label. So that thought purpose on it, uh, on itself alone is, I'd never thought I'd be here, you know. 
or I'd never thought I could do something like this or I'd never knew that these songs that I'd write and people would actually like to the point of I can be here. So when I, I started to I put that thought process into my head more and I started to look at other things, my friend was saying, ah, oh, bruv, like, we're criminals, we can't get a job, whatnot, whatnot, but okay. But then I sat an interview, I sold myself, I, I showed what, what what I could offer and what I could offer was stuff that I learned growing up off the roads. So if there's some young kid, yeah. I mean, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 31. You're 31. Right, so I, when I go into Lewis, you know, the 19, 20, 21-year-olds, right, has a love for music, doesn't know what to do with it. Have you got any, any thoughts for them if they're listening? In, in, in that box, you could have 101 forks, and that's 101 forks bouncing off all these walls at 101 miles per hour. Your brain don't know what fort to latch on to. And when it does latch onto a fort, it's only latched onto that fort briefly. Um, all I can say is keep your head up. Yeah, they could lock the locks, but they can't stop them. They can't stop the clocks. What you're going through in there is temporary. Yeah, so what what you should be doing now is let your let your mind let your mind free. Imagine what you wouldn't imagine, because whatever you imagine, you can make reality. Dream, dream the most. Because when you dream, it gives you something to chase. And your dreams you could bring to reality, like I'm slowly doing. Since last year to now, I've been on the stage like more than 10 times. Who would have thought that? Cool, man. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Right, thank you. Really nice to meet you, and uh, that was a great chat. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Easy. All right, boss. Bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records.